One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your other hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful day to podcast and to save a life. Maybe both. It is. Who knows? Have you have you seen that yet? I don't think so. Jessica I, and took I w- a video of him saying it and sent it to you from no, the first didn't. episode. No, yes, she, she did. Didn't. I'm in the same chat. Can I'll have to have her resend it because I genuinely do not remember. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go it. find it and emphasize it. <laughs> do it. Okay. Uh, also, so I was thinking about something today, and I know that uh, we have a lot to get to because this, this is a good episode. This is a good one. Um, it's not the best. It's not the best episode no, no. I've ever seen. No, no. Um, definitely the best song title. Definitely top two <laughs> best song titles. Uh, but for anyone listening for the first time, if this is your first time listening to this, this podcast, I feel like I, we need to explain kind of what is happening here again uh, periodically and also how how do uh, i almost called called you kelky uh kelsey and i know each other so um kelsey do you want to talk about how we know each other um yes carmen's wife and i worked together and are in love and are secretly married best friends and um we used to live very close to each other in florida and now they live far away in the cold, cold, icy tundra of Chicago. and uh, But it's fine because we still see each other all the time when we do this podcast because we also yes. video chat when we do it. So Yes. Uh, um, but that's how we know each other. And we're just all the best friends. And also one time we went to Europe together with um, our significant others as yes. our belated honeymoons. Yes. Which was so much fun. Still it one of the best the trips best of my entire life. Uh, I also... So uh, just a little fun story... Uh, I cannot eat breakfast food without thinking of the time that you and I randomly were like, hey, let's go to I, uh, Denny's or IHOP? IHOP. Uh, IHOP. And it was like 
2 a.m. Midnight. <laughs> something stupid. Yeah, midnight, 2 a.m. I, I had just gotten off of work, so it was probably 12.30. And so yes. I like went home and changed and met you at IHOP, and it was very late in the day. Yes. Uh, it's just I can't help thinking about uh, that that memory. It's such a fond memory whenever I eat uh, breakfast foods. But what we do here uh, is this is Kelsey's like 100th time watching Grey's Anatomy. It's true. This is my first time ever. Uh, I, I did not even know that Catherine Heigl was in this show. If you go back and listen to our pilot episode, literally one of my notes is, oh, Catherine Heigl's in this show. <laughs> um, so that's how little I know about this show. If you're listening to this for the first time, um, welcome and thank you. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. And, and tell your friends about it. Share, share it with all your friends, uh, share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, uh, tell Give a five-star review. You could do that on Spotify now. Yes, um, I was just going to say, yeah. Spotify has finally introduced the um, review and ratings option. So if you have a moment to just click on the stars, that only takes a second. And if you have an extra moment to um, actually write something that's super helpful, it just kind of helps us on the algorithm. Like when people search for Grey's Anatomy, it helps us fa- be found a little bit easier. Um, but I know most of our audience is on Spotify. So if that's you... And you have a second. We would appreciate that. Thank you so much. And also, uh, we have an email for requests or thoughts to share with us. It's uh, uh, Pod at gmail.com. Did I get mm-hmm. that right, Kelsey? Yes, you did. Uh, and then we also have social media accounts. So you can always chime in with us. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll give this to you again at the end in case you happen to skip the three-minute mark and you just listen to the rest of the episode from here. <laughs> Uh, but that's uh, at Dude Thoughts Pod at Carmen nope, at Dude Thoughts Pod. That's our other. Nope, oh my nope, gosh! Nope. At <laughs> at Gray's Academy Pod. Dude Thoughts is the other podcast we do together. My I, every time we have an intro, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna say wrong podcast. Anyways, <laughs> at Gray's Academy Pod at Carmen dot official at Chaotically Kelky. Uh, all the good stuff. Um, anyways, let's talk about this episode. Yes, please. Um, we'll go ahead. This episode is called Let It Be. Um, obviously, the very famous song by the Beatles. So we'll go ahead and let Carmen talk about that. But I'm going to limit you on your time because I know you could talk about it for hours. I am going to stick to, <laughs> out of respect for all of the other songs, I'm going to stick to the, the main points of the chart positions, who was written by and when it came out. Okay. Uh, so... It is written by the greatest band of all time, the Beatles, and it is attributed to uh, John Lennon and Paul McCartney as the writers. It was released on March 6th, 1970, originally as a single, uh, but it was uh, obviously released on the album Let It Be. Uh, This song, because it is one of the greatest rock songs of all time, was the number one uh, song on a number of charts, Uh, most notably, obviously, the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It was number one. Uh, It was... Uh, number one in Australia, Austria, Canada, Hungary, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Switzerland, uh, and obviously the U.S. Um, it also, in 2010, had a cool, I guess there's a recurrent uh, Billboard Hot 100 that they re-release or they re-bring oh, yeah. uh, those songs back. And it actually topped at number one in 2010. Uh, that's pretty much all I'm going to say about this, other than this is the first time that I've been able to find very easily. And it's probably <laughs> happened with other songs, but uh, it went double platinum. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know what that means, it's over 2 million sales. Uh, so that's what I got. Paul McCartney is my favorite musician of all time, and I yield the, to the floor of, of Kelsey and her incredible analysis. 
Um, real quick though, is that your favorite Beatles song? No, uh, my favorite Beatles song is going to be Paperback Writer. Okay. Um, Just yes, but. Let It Be is always a crowd favorite. I've seen Paul McCartney, yes. I think, six times live. I've only uh, seen him once. Yeah. Next time he's in town, you can come with. Oh, thanks. Uh, we'll go together, and Jess and the baby and the babies and Michael. All, everyone will go. Michael can babysit because he doesn't like concerts. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> he doesn't like people being crowded <laughs> together. Except, so. except this small group. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, okay, so... This is episode eight of the second season. It is the 17th episode overall. You know, eventually I'm going to be like, it's the 400th episode overall, which is absurd. <laughs> they actually signed this week. Season I saw that. 19. That's all I'll say about that. It's insane. So can I also just share? So one of the things that I love about having this conversation with Kelsey is she shares other like bits of knowledge that aren't spoilers throughout. So one of the things that you said, was it last week or the week before about how Shonda Rhimes or Shonda Rhimes has gone on and said, as long as Ellen Pompeo wants to do the show, she'll keep making episodes. Yes. It's basically, they basically, they basically have like a mutual agreement where they're like, we will only end it when the other person is ready. And like, and we feel that we can like end it on a good like story note, which I love. I, I am all for TV shows going literally as long as possible. Uh, because even my least favorite episodes of my favorite TV shows are still better than a lot of things, uh, in my humble opinion. <laughs> but I had told that to Jess, and she's like, what, really? So that's a spoiler. You know that she's going to be on the show. And I was like, uh, it's Grey's, Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> Meredith Grey. Anyways, I digress. I mean, there's been a lot of debate over the last couple of seasons if she was going to, because for a long time she was doing like two-year contracts. Um, and I don't really know like what's standard in Hollywood, if that's normal or if it's something else. Um, and then last year or two years ago, they were just started doing one year and everyone was like, what's happening? Because a lot of the other actors were getting still the two years. Obviously she's like the, I think, I think she is the highest paid woman on television, um, like on cable television right now, which is not surprising. Um, but it's just, uh, it's a lot. And I, I mean, I still watch it because at this point I'm like, I'm so committed, but like going back and rewatching it, I'm like, okay, there's a, there's like a peak, right? There's like this and it's not bad by any means. Like I still watch it. It's not bad, but there's like, if you can end a show before there's any sort of decline, I think in a way I really like it when shows do that. Like, um, did you watch the good place? I've seen episodes of The Good Place, but I, I haven't watched every episode of it. Um, there's only four seasons. It's also kind of a different concept because there's like a very clear storyline with like a beginning, middle, and end. So like they, they have to end it. Um, it's better to like know that they're going to end it at a certain point because then you get a really good ending. And I personally didn't really think there was any like fall off in any of those seasons. But then you have things like <laughs> Supernatural, which ran for like 17 seasons. And originally it was only going to do five. And you can tell when you watch the season finale of the fifth one that I was like, this show could end here and it would be fine. But because of its popularity, they just kept making it. And you can tell when you watch it, you're like, you keep watching it. You just think like, it's fine, but why? <laughs> so it's well, just it's kind like of one of those things like too. just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. But I mean, Grey's Anatomy is still one of like the top performing shows on ABC. It does really well. Um, 
again, I, I still watch it. I still enjoy it. But there are a lot of things that I'm like, well, this isn't the same. And, you know, Shonda Rhimes is not the showrunner anymore. Like, she's still involved, but she's not the showrunner. And I do think you can tell a little bit, in my opinion, um, just because it's just a very, she has a very clear voice. I appreciate that the person who is the showrunner has been there since day one and, like, still, you know, knows the Grey's feel or whatever. Um but yeah, it's just one of those things where at this point I'm like, I, I hope they do season 20 just to be like, okay, it's 20 seasons. That's a nice round number and we're done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause like when at Seinfeld least give us a ended, chance to catch up. Right. Seinfeld did nine and I'm like, why would you do nine? Let's just dumb <laughs> like friends. Season 10 is not a full season, but it's still 10 seasons. So it's just nicer, but I don't know. Just how I feel. Can can you tell me with without going without spoiling it? Can you tell me what like an episode from this season is getting viewership wise in millions? Because I'm curious. Obviously, what we're looking at right now is 2005, 2006, right? And we've gotten anywhere from 16 to 18 million. I think there might have been an episode that eclipsed 19. This um, one did. This one was 19.74. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I'm. But could you, I don't know, do you have any of that information? I don't, and I, I don't know, like, what the what metrics they use now with, like, so much streaming. Because, you know, back in the, in the olden days, I was watching it Thursdays at 9, and now I just roll onto Hulu whenever I have a minute, and I can actually watch the episode. So right. I don't know, like, you can't, you know, back when it was airing in, like, the early 2000s, you would know Friday how many views there were. But now it's, like... How long do they wait before they're releasing their numbers? I don't know. So I'm sure I could find it, but I truly have like no idea. <laughs> like, off, I'm, I'd be curious for not one of the future episodes. Million, I can tell you that right now. No, no. But I, I am curious. I wonder what the peak is. And, I, and I'm curious when we get to there, what the highest watched episode is of all time. I definitely I looked it up at some point and I don't remember, but I do remember being like, really? That one? <laughs> Just because I don't think it was anything like terribly dramatic. I mean, I'm sure it was because it's crazy. Maybe it was the episode after something terribly dramatic. Maybe. Like, I assumed the episode after Into You Like a Train, which was last week. I thought that was going to be one of the higher rated episodes, higher watched episodes. Because Into You Like a Train still, I think, is my favorite episode so far. Yeah. It was really good. Um, I, I wonder if it had been the the series premiere if it would have garnered more um so i think i don't know if there's a there's not a date on this one so i don't know which season it is but it says after 35 days across all platform gray's anatomy premiere sits at 14.2 million okay okay interesting yeah that well, was without season. that was a season, without so. further ado let's let's talk about <laughs> let it be uh season two episode Eight. Nine? Eight. Eight. I was close. You were close. Um, okay, so this aired November 13th, 2005. Crazy. Um, also, it was brought to my attention that 2005 was pre-iPhone and pre-YouTube. This show predates both of those things and is still on the television. Which is impressive. Yeah, it is. Uh, 19.7 million views for this one. Written by Mimi Schmier, who we've seen before. Directed by Leslie Linka Gatter, who we have not seen before, but has done other episodes of Grey's in the future, um, uh, like House, ER, I think Desperate Housewives, just like a lot of other television that was big at the same time. 
Um, uh, Netflix synopsis. <clears throat> Derek and Addison's close friends come to Seattle Grace seeking radical surgery to avoid breast and ovarian cancer. That's it. That's the only thing that happened. You know, they really could have just stopped at radical surgery. treatment or radical, radical surgery. Yeah. And you still would have had all the attention. Also, uh, that makes it seem like both of them are seeking it, which we know is not the case. <laughs> yes. I, sorry, I have like a bug bite on my arm and it's driving me insane. Oh, no. Um, okay. So do you want to just get right into it? Let's do it. Let's start at the recap. Let's start at the recap as per always. Derek. I, oh, sorry. I was just going <laughs> to say, I th- this was a very relationship-focused recap episode. It was, or yeah. episode recap. It, there was I like think it was very much nothing else in the recap. Yeah. It but, was like Derek picked Addison. They're quote-unquote working on it, which I disagree with. Completely Christina disagree. <laughs> One of them is. Um, Christine and Burke, Alex and Izzy. Bailey. So when they kind of refocused on the recap on Bailey, did you think that was any kind of foreshadowing? Nope. Had no idea. Also was, the, in, yeah. the entire episode, I had no idea. I, I did was not... excited to be like, I hope you're really surprised because obviously I know it's like one of my favorite Bailey moments ever. Um, but I was like, man, I really hope he doesn't see it coming. And as I was watching it, I was like, I really don't think he will because they just are playing it like it's regular annoyed Bailey. Like she's just annoyed because that's her character. <laughs> it seemed more, it, it was annoyed, yes, but it also seemed more of like stress. Uh, stress. Yeah, stress or, you know, she's coming off of missing basically her 10 year anniversary dinner mm-hmm. and maybe that caused a riff and it's. I don't know, but I did not see, spoiler alert, the uh, the pregnancy piece coming. Yeah. That I did not see. That's good. I love it when you get to be surprised. <laughs> okay, so we get the start, and Meredith is talking about how she hates Romeo and Juliet, which I also hate, so I'm glad to have someone agree with me, because so many people think they're like, oh, it's so romantic, and I just... First of all, I do not believe in my heart that Romeo and Juliet were in love. They were like 13 years old. I don't care. Everything they did was stupid. All Every single thing they did was stupid. <laughs> to quote Meredith at the end of the episode, they got what they deserved. <laughs> yes. They made poor choices and there were poor results. Because yes. Of that. Everyone and, dies the way that they should. Um, okay. So then we're, we see Addison and Derek on the ferry. And Derek is like bebopping along, smiling, because he's like, you know, oh, I'm Derek. I love ferry boats. Burp a derp a derp. It's my favorite catch line. And burp a derp a derp. I love I fairies. This man, this episode, I have what, like, the note Derek is annoying is in here like four times. Like, I was so done with him this episode. Oh, Derek had a real, this is a bad episode for it's Derek. A he's just a piece of shit. Also, I was trying, I was like talking to Jessica about the future times and I was saying something about how I apparently hate Derek, which I didn't really realize until doing this podcast. So I was like, I mean, I knew like he wasn't my favorite, but now we're doing this. I'm like, man, I really don't like this guy. And she was well, like, why? And I was like, that's hard to say, but he is the worst. He, I mean, he, he is, he kind of sucks. The the thing that I have written multiple times in this episode, and I know we're, we're bouncing around and we've spent more time than normal kind of in the pre epilogue. <laughs> Uh, but why even say you want to work on it with Addison if you're just going to be a piece of shit the whole fucking time? That's what I'm saying. Like, 
I, if, if he feels like he cannot get past it and has to get a divorce, I feel like that's fine. Like every person in that scenario is going to react differently. But you're, if you're going to go out of your way and be like, I want to make this work. I want to like try and forgive you and stay with you and like make this marriage continue. Then you have to do that. You can't just say it and then just continue to be like, I hate you and I don't want to be married to you. Like I don't, it's very annoying to me. Yeah. And the thing that really, so it put me in a bad mood for the the entire episode relating to Derek is literally he's on the boat. She gives him this cute little wave and he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, he vomits with his face. That's what I'm saying, right? So like when we first see him, he's like on the ferry boat and he's so happy because he loves ferry boats. And then he sees her and he's like, ugh, this bitch. I'm like, you told her to move across the country. And now you're not, clearly they're not even living together because they like, she he didn't know she was on the ferry boat which where are they living that they're taking a ferry boat seattle is like you like have to take a ferry boat apparently unless you live in seattle i guess i mean derek lives in a trailer across across the bay apparently i don't know it's a whole thing it's an I I respect it. I like it. It it brought back so very briefly. It brought back uh, a memory of me of because she. I think she talked about. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it sparked it. But in eighth grade, I was on a a trip, and the the reward for the end of eighth grade graduation was this boat trip on Lake Michigan. And every time I see a ferry boat of that sort, I think of a kid who threw like uh, <laughs> a chair off the top of the boat into Lake Michigan. And that's all I could think of in that entire scene, all the way up until Derek being a piece of shit. Eighth graders are annoying. <laughs> Eighth graders are the worst. Why would you do that? I don't. Be, they turned the boat around, dropped him off, and then went back out on the lake. Honestly, good for them. Yeah, yeah I respect it. <laughs> Fucking consequences. Okay. So. Addison pulls into the hospital and Meredith is putting on her Hello Kitty band-aid and Addison is like trying to be nice and she's waving and I don't know as much as I love Addison I I kind of wonder I'm like is it better if if she just ignores Meredith or is it worse if she ignores me like what is the appropriate course of action do you know Addison also yeah no I completely agree and I think the reason is, is Addison has just one of those very confident personalities oh, and she's so also true. beautiful. And no matter what she does, I think it comes across as condescending or pitiful, uh, pitiful to the other person because yeah. of how great she is. Like Addison could have literally baked her Meredith a cake and said, I'm sorry. And Meredith still would be like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've Addison is now one of my favorite characters. Good. Okay, Especially because of how shitty Derek joined, was this episode. Oh, he's, oh, he's the worst. Um, okay, so then we're in the hospital and Izzy's talking to Alex. This is a nice moment. It's very brief, but it's a nice moment. She's like, hey, so like, do you want to talk about it? And he just goes, I kissed you. I'm going to kiss you again and again, and I'm going to use my tongue, so get used to it. Which isn't really a like relationship definition. Like He's not saying you're my girlfriend, we're exclusive. But he is saying like we're going to continue to lick each other. So yeah nice uh meredith has her band-aid on her zit it's a good time i didn't catch that it was a zit until later on yeah i think i I probably only knew that because i knew the episode because it even when they show it in the beginning it doesn't it's not super like you'd probably have to pause it to see that it's a zit 
it literally looked like she slipped and hit her head in the shower or something. Yeah. But did uh, you like that it was a Hello Kitty band-aid? Well, of course I did. Because <laughs> yes. they, you know, earlier in the series, they had Izzy running around in Hello Kitty underpants. So it's a good time. That's right. I remember that. Um, okay, so we, the Bailey is talking to the chief, and he's like, oh, congratulations. You've got, you applied to five fellowships, and you got offers from all of them. That never happens. Like, that's so amazing. You know, ours is the best one, but congratulations on all the other ones. But we can't wait for you to accept ours. And she doesn't say anything. <laughs> She just kind of like hustles off. Um, so then Christina and Burke are talking and we learn that they're going to go on a date. It's date night. It's, <laughs> it's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> they're too cute. So cute. I love it so much. This is a, such a good Christina and Burke episode. Every time they were together, I was like smiling like a big dumb goofball. Even Not when it was awkward, I was like, no. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> no, there was one scene I got worried that when they're when they're eating dinner together, I was like, are they going to break up? Like, what? This is so short-lived. No, I love it so much. They're so awkward. It's amazing. Um, So that's when they're out getting coffee and breakfast or whatever. And George is also there because, you know. He's George. And his bagel gets pooped on by a bird, which is kind of <laughs> It was so... That's that's what I've always wanted for George. Been, I would have been really mad. I was trying to think about that. Like, if you had a bagel in your hand and you're just so excited to eat it and a bird poops on it, I would be like, I am livid. I don't think I would throw the whole bagel away. I would probably eat the half that didn't no. have bird poop on it. <laughs> no. Bird, bird poop uh, germs travel fast. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know about the bird poop germs. <laughs> Traveling. Yeah, well, so speedy. it's it's uh it's toxic waste from their robot machine parts. Oh right, birds aren't real. <laughs> yeah, I I make note of that multiple times in this episode. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so he throws his bagel on the ground. He steps away, and then the guy falls from the sky, like you do. And then it's the intro, which was like three minutes and forty five seconds. It was really short. It was short. I think that was intro. one of the, the quickest yeah, I think uh, so. intros. But, man, what a action-packed 15 seconds right before that. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the, the bird shit on the bagel, and then a dude <laughs> just falls from the sky. But I, I knew at that point, I was like, okay, that guy definitely tried to commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to mention, I think it may have been last episode. It was either last episode or this episode that di- um, sorry, Addison, Kate Walsh, gets added to the intro as main cast rather than like guest starring so she's now like a main cast member rather than a reoccurring guest so that's worth noting which she deserves uh duh she deserves everything because she's a quen a beautiful redheaded quen which Uh, is not easy to do because there's not a lot of redheaded quens out there there's not (laughs) um okay so they're back in the er George and Christina are with the guy that fell. George is like losing his mind because the guy is conscious. He basically has nothing wrong with him except for broken legs and the smush bird that's at his back. <laughs> so all I don't even think do- it was legs. I think it was just the one, right? Yeah, I think it might just be one leg, but it was the bone was shattered like in a lot of parts. It was not a one break. It was intense, but yes, it was absurd how how fine he was after a five story fall, which would probably be, I think each story is on average like 10 feet. So it's around 50 feet, maybe more. Um, 
but he was a window washer. So the assumption is that it was an accident, even though when we see him fall, he's wearing a harness. So he clearly had to unhook it. So, yes. Uh, I do make note in that scene. That's the, that's where I go. Wow. Look at all those bird parts. Where is the camera? Uh, where where are the robot pieces? Because I I feel like this is not historically accurate. Uh, yeah, and Grey's Anatomy are taking liberties with that our the government. The way they build the robots in the birds is that if it gets crushed, it dissolves, so it just looks like oh, a real bird. Oh yeah, trick, yeah. So to trick the, the the common folk. The proof is is destroyed. Uh-huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Is it is it this scene or is it a later scene where George is just absolutely going crazy, going, "Oh, you should have had a collapsed lung and bl- internal bleeding," one. and yeah, yeah, like, and Christina's like, "Dude, shut up!" <laughs> yeah, he's getting way too hyped. Yeah, it's well because it's weird because he's so excited. And he's like, "Oh, this bird saved my life because it made me move," and I'm like, "So you're saying if you hadn't moved, this man would have fallen on top of you. Yet you're so excited for this man who almost killed you. I'm so confused. Yeah. Also, he needs to stop just yelling carpe diem. It just stop. I never like it when anybody says that. Um, okay. So then we get the, oh, the precious old couple. Oh, they so start cute. out precious. They end kind of dumb. Well, you kind of, um, because they're precious, you kind of know that something terrible has to happen. Well, yeah, naturally. Um, As is the way of Shonda. So they're really cute. It's, she's, Meredith's like, oh, you have this on your gallbladder. And the guy goes, oh, she has gallstones. And she just goes, oh, he watches cable. He thinks he's a doctor. And I was like, it's us. That's, that's me and you. Yeah, the difference is is that we are doctors. Well, we are not doctors, but we are doctors. Yeah, it's not that we're not doctors. We're just well, not we doctors. aren't, but we are. We are. We are, but we're we not. are. Yeah, yeah. We're not doctors. <laughs> um. Also, I don't know if you notice this, but I every time I watch this episode, I remember thinking that man's eyebrows are insane. Like, like in a good that, way or a bad way? They go like straight out. Like this. You can't see yeah. what I'm doing because yeah, it's a I podcast, see that. but like yeah. my hands are sticking directly out in front of my face. It was almost like they made his face look smaller and like his face is farther away from you than his eyebrows. <laughs> it's it's eyebrows. Old old people sometimes have crazy eyebrows and I don't know why, but I find it fascinating. Like I always notice people's eyebrows. I don't know why. It's just like a weird thing, but that his specifically were sticking out like they had been electrocuted. They were just very large and bushy. It was a whole time. So It created a lot of different 3D <laughs> playing fields on his yeah, face. Like a, that's just the most. Okay, so then we meet uh, Derek and Addison's BFFs, Weiss and Savvy. And, um, you know, they're having a hard time. So... That's an understatement. Yeah. So what were your thoughts about these people before we find out what's happening? Well, before we actually find out, I thought it was interesting because it didn't really lend clarity right away on if they traveled together or if they even knew the other person was there. Yeah. So I I think they definitely traveled together. It's just like an awkward. It was probably an awkward plane ride. Well, right. Uh, because especially, be, you know, the other person's going to their 
friend to try to convince the other person's friend to not do it. Right. And, you know, it's... Do, do I do I know Weiss from somewhere? He looks like a knockoff version of someone that I would know from somewhere. Um, I'm not sure. We actually... But he was not in anything that I noted, but I will. I have it pulled up right now. Um, uh, he, actually, he does look familiar. Did. Anyways, it, it was just interesting because in, you know, one of the next scenes they they're talking about how she wants uh so it's a hysterectomy a double mastectomy and was there a third one oophorectomy oophorectomy i think that is the ovaries that would make sense uh ooh for ovary (laughs) nice um hysterectomy bilateral oophorectomy mastectomy and then breast reconduction reconstruction yeah that's a lot yes Correct. And this this sparks a lot of conversation because, you know, what would you do in that scenario? And what yes. it also sparks the conversation of what does it mean to be a woman? Um, where does femininity, femininity, fem, doing where it. does your feminism come from? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what are your priorities but, in your marriage? Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Did you watch Justified? Wasn't that a USA? He was in that. Was he one one role or a recurring? No, he was in it a lot. No, that's not a show that I know. Well, sorry. very few USA Network shows do I not know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yes, I was going to ask you what you would do. Let's not if, even if it, let's not even put in genitalia. Let's just say you've tested. First of all, would you take a genetic test to f- tell you if you had a gene that would make you more likely to get a certain disease? Yeah, I would. I would do that. Yes, I also would. And I did. And I tested negative for this specific gene that they're talking about. So that was nice. Hey, hooray. Yes. But um, what I do like that they mention is uh, genetic counseling, because that is something that um, as genetic testing becomes more and more prevalent in the medical world, genetic counselors kind of exist to help you understand that just because you test positive or you carry something doesn't mean it's going to necessarily impact your life. It just, uh, they basically exist to explain that just because you have something doesn't necessarily mean you need to do anything about it or to explain, Oh, you definitely should. And, or this is what you can do to be preventative, but be it like diet or exercise or, um, medication or whatever it may be. So they did. Yeah, mention that, I, which I liked. Right, and that's great. Like for for example, uh, I know that this isn't actually the case, but if it was the equivalent of the man side of things, and I know that they said, "Oh, well, Alex, would you chop off your penis?" and he's like, "Yeah, if it would save my life." So there is no world where I chop off my penis. There just isn't. <laughs> uh, and you can call that selfish, call that crazy, whatever. That's my choice, my body, my choice. Twenty twenty two. But to your point, if I tested, I would for sure do a test, and if it said you came back positive of the gene that is susceptible to testicular cancer okay well what can i do now what can Mm -hmm. i do to stop that do i need to like change my lifestyle do i need to work out more do i need to eat like if it was chop off my penis or my testicles or like never eat bacon again like i'm (laughs) goodbye bacon right uh but yeah that's it's i think and to izzy's point one of the scenes where it's like yeah well there's a third choice you if you get it you can fight like hell to to cure it but I don't know. I mean, what if, what if you were uh, savvy? Is that her name? Yeah. Uh, what if you were her? Like, what what would you do? 
I don't know. It's definitely like a very specific scenario. And I think the fact that they make such a point to say her mother just died from breast and ovarian cancer and then like her aunt and cousin also have had it. I think that definitely adds a lot to the emotional side of it. Cause you kind of think like if you hadn't just watched your mother suffer and die from this disease, would you make such, such a aggressive choice or would you take the risk more? It's, um, it's interesting. There's just so many factors and it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, I really don't know what I would do. I feel like I would not take the drastic side um, and just do more of like the really aggressive like screenings. Like, you know, maybe just go in for more than once a year, maybe like twice a year and do like the at-home exams and all that stuff. But I just don't know that I would do such a radical surgery. But again, I don't know. It's hard. It's it's also, I don't know if it's that scene or if it's later on when they're talking. And I, I think it's when they're all four in the room together. And Weiss mentions that, hey, like, we, we're going to try to have a kid. Like, we're trying to have kids. Yeah. Maybe it's something where you wait until after you have a kid. And to your point, you do the double twice a year checks. But, you know, luckily for us, this is a fictional world and we're not yeah. presented with this. But in a real world scenario, that's what I would say. I would say, look... I'll support you. Let's do whatever we got to do. But like, you don't have it now. Yeah. Let's try to have kids. Let's give ourselves another six months. That's six more, you know, ovulation cycles or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, that's what I, if I were him, if it was me and Jessica, that's what I would say. Um, but I think it would be harder. It's harder now that we have kids yeah. because of how much I'm we've enjoyed like, creating them. Yeah. <laughs> I almost think even more like it's almost more of a reason to do it if you have kids because you're like oh i don't want my kid to have to watch me go through what i just had to watch my mom go through that's yeah. almost more of a reason to to do the radical thing in my opinion um but yeah i don't know it's crazy and they're both very locked into their stances on it and like not really trying to see it from the other person's point of view so i don't know it's it's heavy for sure. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, George is obsessed with the guy that fell <laughs> still. And, uh, the guy's really grumpy. And then he asks if he can keep the beak from the bird so he could wear it around his neck like a psychopath, like an actual idiot who doesn't know how to talk to people at all. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Um, so then we get the conversation where, they're all four in the room together and they're kind of arguing and Izzy's watching and Izzy's working the case with Addison. But Izzy also was annoying me this episode. Yeah. Like, you're doing very that selfish. Thing where you're, you're getting too involved. You're getting too invested. You're taking what this patient's choosing for her own life super personally. And you're getting mad at Alex about it. Yeah. Which was <laughs> dumb. Yeah. First off, but also she, it wasn't even so much that she was trying to she wasn't she was getting too invested. I think she was just projecting herself. Yeah. And it's that one scene where they're like, oh, okay, so it's that uh that sexiness, that savvy sexy yeah. where you're like, I could I know I could wake my husband up in the middle of the night or X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so I wrote there in this this particular scene, like, does their marriage even last? 
and this is before the end scene where obviously there's there's a little bit of a happy yeah. moment. But like, I'm not saying to those points that is Jessica any different of the person that I love if she doesn't have all of those parts? No. But also, it's like that scene in WandaVision, right? <laughs> the ship, the ship Plesius or Plethius or whatever. If you rebuild the ship with different parts, at what point is it no longer the ship? You know? Right. My thing is the argument is, oh, you might lose your sex drive. It's not 100% you will lose your sex right. drive. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so that, I'm like, that if part his I, argument, I understood the least, actually. I'm like, if your argument is you might not get breast cancer, then her argument should be allowed to be, I might not lose my sex drive. Also, it's a lot easier to like, uh, uh, like chemically recreate a sex drive than it is to destroy cancer. Probably. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> But we are. Uh, that that was the that was the defense that I understood the least. Like, okay, like, so so what? You're old. You're gonna lose your sex drive anyways. It's not yes. like you're in your twenties. You know. Yeah. Um. I think. Yeah. It's just kind of. I was really felt like that was the thing that was getting harped on the most was of why he didn't want her to do it was because like she was going to go through menopause early and not have a sex drive. Um, and I just don't like it just, the more it was harped on, I was like, so did you marry this woman for any other reason? And that's basically what she says later. She's like, is that all he married me for that part of me? Because (laughs) that's a shitty reason to marry someone in my opinion. So also I'm like, okay, if she gets cancer, you're probably going to have all of these surgeries anyways. And also she's going to be on chemo. So she's probably not going to have much of a sex drive then anyways. So like, I just don't, it's just fine. Just, just be less rude <laughs> to your wife is my opinion. Yes. That's, and that's a good opinion. I am in I, favor of that. I, I all under- you, all you listeners be <laughs> less rude to your wives and your husbands. I understand the argument of being upset because she has made this huge decision on her own and not like talked or included to him. Like correct that just the general concept of that. I understand being upset about, but like when you get down into the details of this specific decision, it is like, it does have to be personal and it does need to like, it's not a 50 50, like her opinion matters more. And if it was him, his opinion would matter more. Like it's just, it's not like, Oh, should we, where should we go to dinner? Well, I want this and I want, it's not, it's just something that, not everything is going to be evenly decided. Like, yes, you should consult with your spouse and take their, their feelings into consideration, but you, that doesn't mean you have to make a decision solely based on what they want or what they think. I don't know. No, that I think perfectly sums up a lot of how I was feeling. It would be, I would support whatever decision Jess made because I want Jessica especially in this scenario where we have a kid already, I want Jessica to be able to grow up with this kid. I want her to be able to grow old with this kid, especially if she's done the test and if she's susceptible to it and all of these other people just died from it, you got to assume that she's also equally susceptible. The 85, 15 split that Derek was leaning into. That's kind of bullshit. 15%. Fuck that. That's that's in in the medical world. That's not a lot. 
No. Uh, 85 is. 85% yes. is a lot. Uh, but like if it I was think a surgery it, and you had a 15% chance of living, you would maybe pause and be like, ooh, I don't love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So overall it it was it was a tense scene. And then we go right from that Ugh. and to, to them. Derek bullshit. Derek bullshit. This it was a it was a couple of minutes where I was just like, guys, just you all the, the men in the show need to just fucking get their shit together. Except yeah. for Alex, where the world yeah, was upside Alex was down. Actually doing okay. Alex had a great episode. Whether or yeah. not I agree with his last conversation with Izzy, that's different. But just what the fuck? What was yeah. his opposite world? Yeah, it was weird. Um, Addison's like fight, like actively trying to work and make progress and fight for them. And he is just giving nothing, absolutely nothing. And it is so frustrating to watch and be like, why are you like this? Like, what's your justification? How are you? Uh, why? So he should at this point, I don't I can't remember them being affectionate with each other. In, in the last time would have been that scene where she kisses him in the baby room. Yeah, well, and when they left together and she links arms with him. But that was not, I think, a mutual affection. No, no, I agree. Definitely one-sided. At this yeah. point, just fucking, you should have just decided to, to choose and love Meredith. Yeah. This is dumb. I don't like watching this. Yeah. Derek, stop ruining Cause, everything. Because now everyone's mad. Like, everyone's grumpy. No one is winning. No. Like, who did you do this for? The optics? But yeah, it's exactly. It's dumb. <laughs> um, then we get the old people. They're cute. Something terrible is going to happen. It's great. Everyone's great. Um, George is wearing the bird's beak because he's a psychopath. <laughs> he's like going on and on about how it's the greatest day ever. And Christina just goes, tell that to the bird and walks away. And I'm like, yes, queen. <laughs> I hate him. Yeah, the bird that would have understood you're speaking because of their robot analytics. Right, right, right. Um, also, then Alex is being supportive when he's talking to Sav and, like, taking her blood, and Izzy is not, and she, like, kicks Alex out of the room because he doesn't agree with her, which is stupid. <laughs> Just a stupid thing. So. Right. He was funny, though. In yeah. He's like, oh, you'll never have to wear a bra again. And yeah. She, and Savvy laughs. Like, why would you kick him out of the room just He's so that you can have to this patient, which like her husband, she's not getting from her husband. She's basically only getting it from Addison. So it's nice that she gets someone else being supportive. And then she, is she he kicks... the most appropriate? No, <laughs> but whatever. No, but that's a little bit of humor helps those kind of c- mm-hmm. scenarios. And yeah. then they have, is this the scene where they're talking about the, like your hot, sexy. No, thing? that's later. Later. Okay. Um, I think this is when she's like, is it the kid thing? Because it's the kid thing for most people. And then later is the sexy thing. That's right. That's right. Um, so then we go to the locker room. And Christina, I love this scene so much. It's Christina Best getting ready. Best scene in the, in the episode. <laughs> Absolutely. So Christina's getting ready. So she holds up like two dresses. And Izzy's like, they're both nice. And Christina goes, I know. I bought them. Which is <laughs> me. I love her so much. And um, she's just getting ready. She's trying the dress. She is so skinny it's insane she's just a teeny tiny petite little person it's crazy and i love her so much because she could just kick anyone's ass um then she's like trying to get ready alex i don't even remember what it is he said but she just goes go wrestle something and i (laughs) she's like on fire i love it so much he literally just said christina you're hot and she goes clearly 
now go or uh, what does it say? Yeah, I wrote it down. Uh, you're hot. Clearly, go wrestle something uh, or something to that effect. And then I, I'm jumping ahead just a couple of minutes because I had to write this down. Christina may have very well become my favorite person in this scene alone in this yeah. show. When she goes, I could do hot in my sleep. I like hot, hot in scrubs. I'm a hot person. <laughs> know, and I'm I like, okay, that. Christina. Okay. She's amazing. And then she's like, what does it matter? He's seen me naked hundreds of times. And George goes, bad, bad images. <laughs> With a stupid fucking It's really good. Necklace. Meredith, I don't remember what it is she said. She says some kind of dark thing about how everyone dies alone or something. I don't know. And she goes, it's the Hello Kitty Band-Aid on my forehead. It's freaking me out. Yeah. This is the scene, though, where Alex is like, yeah, if I, if I had to chop my penis off to save my life, I'd do it. Yeah, and then he's like, it's fine. I have extra. And I'm like, that's not how penis chopping works, unless you yeah. have a second penis, which is concerning. In which case, you should see a doctor <laughs> soon. <laughs> and I hope that's an episode we have on the show. Um, and then Burke and Christina leave. And he's like, she goes to get in the car and he's like trying to open the door for her. And she's like, oh so polite she has no idea what to do and it's just so fucking funny i i did notice though that uh he wasn't driving a lucid it's um, um well it was 2005 so it's yeah, not his I'll, fault I'll, I'll i'll let him slide on this okay. one okay okay um and it's hilarious and then okay so then uh, bailey and meredith are operating on esme and they find um, a calcification on her gallbladder, which indicates that she has advanced cancer. So that's really sad. And they tell the husband and it's very sad. Like watching his reaction really was heartbreaking. Like it, he was very, it was really sad. I don't know how, what else to say. It just really got to me. Um, it was, it walked the line of sad, selfish and sweet all in one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. After, like watching the way it ends and and the way the the things they both say about each other I'm like I feel like it's 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 like that story where it's christmas time and they're really it's like a couple and they don't have a lot of money and so he like sells his harmonica to buy her a really nice gold comb and she like sells all of her hair to buy him like a really nice case for his harmonica it just reminds me of that story i think it's like the gift of the mad mm, something isn't that a Mickey and Minnie story? They do have it in Once Upon a Christmas Time, but it they change it because they don't make Minnie cut off all of her hair. She sells her locket. So, um, but right. yes, it is in that. <laughs> but it it reminded me of that story, in a way. I could see that. Yeah. They just both are going to live in ignorant bliss that the other person didn't know that they knew. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, but I kind of love it. Also, though, yeah, just when he was, they were telling him he was just very sad, and I'm like. I don't mean to sound callous, and I'm going to, but I'm just like, you guys are old. <laughs> How like long really do you expect old. to old live? Like, you're both very old. You've been together for over 60 years. Yeah. You've won. You did it. <laughs> it's um, fine. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, but, you know. Maybe that's a mean thing for me to think, but I was also kind of like, but don't you just I'm expect with you. at some point someone's going to die? <laughs> Yeah, but then, so later on, the lady's like, oh, I he thought that he, I would outlive him. And I'm like, you still could. It's like, true. You just never very know. very old. You could literally have a heart attack on your gondola in Italy. Like, yeah. come on. 
Um, okay, so then the stew, the window washer guy, is talking to George, and he's and that's when George kind of pieces together that he was trying to kill himself, and the guy's like, oh, I couldn't stop thinking about my ex-girlfriend. Her name's Daisy. She works here. You got to find her for me and, like, you know, tell her. Tell her that I lived and that it's a miracle and blah, 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 all this stuff. And what were your thoughts at that point? Do you remember, like, before we get to the <laughs> the next bit? Well, I said, bingo, George, about fucking time. <laughs> yeah, he tried to kill himself, you idiot. Uh, but then I was like, wait, hold on. I didn't see the 10 years part coming. I was like, oh, they must have just yeah. broken up. Yeah, right. Uh, they make it seem like he's like, oh, it was maybe, maybe in the past year or two, maybe three, right? Um, so when George goes and talks to her later and she's like, he could have come looking for me 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, wow, he really fucked up. He was clearly an asshole to her because of the way she still like reacted to that. And then also... The fact that it's been that long, I'm like, okay, this man could use some therapy. Yeah, you broke up Clearly. 10 years ago, and that's why you want to kill yourself? I don't know if that's why he's going to kill himself. Like, it's probably a lot of things. But I'm like, why is that what you were thinking? Because he just says, the whole way down, I was thinking of Daisy. So I don't necessarily think it's because of her, but I'm sure it's just the way his life went and is currently and it's um it's sad obviously and no offense to window washers out there because we need you you're vital i don't know if i would be happy being a window washer either well he's also alone because 10 years ago he broke up with the woman that he loved and he's not you have with to someone imagine. else <laughs> Did he date someone else I in that 10-year span? He, What's I this guy's know. name? Stu. Stu, we need some more backstory. Shonda, can you go back and do a <laughs> Stu spinoff, please? Yeah, it's just, um, it's just it's sad when anyone feels like that's what they have to turn to. And, you know, there are now so many resources out there for people who are suffering through depression or just having like a difficult time in their life or you know um if anyone is going through anything where they have like suicidal thoughts there's luckily like so many resources now phone i mean there's phone numbers there's even like text numbers now where if you don't feel like you can like talk you can text people and you can chat online there's so many and we're we're lucky that we have that now because really that's even in 2005 that just didn't exist right so right. it's nice that we have so many of those options out there now available to people who need it. So that was my small soapbox. <laughs> it's a good one though. Um, so then Derek and Weiss are talking and Weiss is like, well, what's the difference between you leaving Addison because she cheated on you and me leaving savvy because she wants the surgery. Well, sir, literally so many things are the difference. I can't even <laughs> just, the list is so long. I want all of you women out there to recognize that I put that those two things are very different. <laughs> uh, I am on the, the team of women in this, <laughs> in this one. Uh, maybe not so much Addison, but I am starting to come around the more and more Derek's a dickhead. But I am for sure not on Weiss's side for this one, other than, other than the not consulting him thing. Yeah. Yes, I know you guys want to have kids. Yes, I understand the sex, that sex is an important part of your marriage, Marriage in general, my marriage, me, sex, I like it. Uh, but also... Who knew? <laughs> but also, this is her life. 
that we're talking about. Life and death, literally. Yeah, you can't uh, have sex with her if she's dead either. So, like, what yeah. are you doing? Not legally. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, a, not, a, not a lawyer. Um, but, like, there's a scene later on that I almost got these two mixed up where Addison's like, if you're not going to, or not Addison, Derek was like, if you're not going to do X, Y, and Z, then, like, why, why, why are Addison and I even trying? Yeah. But I also made the note of, like, well, you're not. So, <laughs> yeah. I made a very similar note. We'll get it. Um, so... Okay, then we we go to the Christina and Burke date, and it's so good. I love it so much. They know nothing about each other. <laughs> he, sorry, it's just so funny to me. Um, There's so many good parts. The of this waiter scene. comes over and is like, "Can I get? Do you need the sommelier?" And Burke's like, "No, we'll have. I don't remember what he orders." And Christina goes, well, I want Bordeaux. And he goes, well, this one will go better with lobster. And she goes, well, I'm having steak. And he's like, you eat red meat. You don't like, they know nothing about each other. And he's like trying to order for her, which has always seemed weird to me um, when people do that. Uh, Yeah. No, thanks. Unless it's previously discussed. Like if I'm taking someone to a restaurant that I've been to like thousands of times and they're like, oh, you know, I'm not picky. I love everything. Just order me what you think is best. Right. If it's like previously discussed, fine. Great. That was, this was not that. This was not no. what was happening. This is not the vibe. You know what also, even just 20 seconds earlier, really pissed me off? She's like, oh, where's the butter? And he hands her the olive oil? <laughs> now, don't goes, get me wrong. I love olive oil. Yeah. But what? those are not even close. Yeah. Burke, what goes, the fuck um, is wrong is with you? This is olive oil. I want butter. And yeah. I just love her. Get this, ladies. And then Burke lets the guy about to walk away. And he's, he doesn't even say, oh, can we get some, can we get some butter? No. Like, get her some butter. So I have funny. Such, I love it so much. I have so many feelings about dates in TV shows and movies because the guy always looks like this fucking idiot ordering for the other person, not getting them butter, handing them olive oil. <laughs> Come on. You, you're ruining it for all of us. We're better than that. But yeah, also, they're cute. They're, it's so funny. Is this scene better to you when you rewatch it? Like, did you get excited knowing the scene was coming? Yes. I've like multiple times in during this rewatch gone online and Googled to try and figure out when we were going to get to this because it's truly one of my favorite like Burke and Christina episodes. Like, I just love everything. that ha- I love her in the locker room getting ready. I love them on this terrible date. I just think it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Even so, later. Yeah, When we have exactly. the big thing happen. Yeah, it's all good. Um, okay. So then ugh, Derek, George and Meredith are on the elevator. She's glaring at Derek. It's justified. He sucks. Cause this is when George is going down to billing to look for what's her bucket. And then, um, Bailey is talking to the chief again. She's kind of distracted and not committing. And he is confused and concerned. And then the date is awkward. I love it. I could laugh about it forever. It's just so great. And then Christina is like, oh, we shouldn't get dessert. I have an early morning. Uh, whatever, whatever. And then the guy passes out. And it saves the date. <laughs> they jump into action. Obviously, yeah, the woman's like, is there a doctor? And they're like, yes, thank God. And so they run over. They immediately put together that this man is a giant, which apparently puts your heart at risk for this disease, which makes sense because it has to work really hard. And so they figure out what it is. They call the ambulance. They're like, 
take him to this hospital, blah, blah, blah. And the paramedic goes, who the hell are you? And Christina's like, uh, that's Dr. Preston Burke, the guy who's going to be operating on him. And he goes, and she's with me. And it's so corny. And I love it. Yeah. That whole scene was good. Cause even the, the lady, as they're like diagnosing the, the, the guy, she's like, who are you people? What is happening? <laughs> and then it's funny because the, the guy, the paramedic who's, who has this, this patient on this gurney, Let's Dr. Burke say a lot before he asks, who are you? Yeah. Like, you got, you let him get a lot out. I would have been like, wait, uh, uh, stop. You said one thing. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Stop talking to me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cute because when Christina's like, yeah, he's the cardiothoracic surgeon who's going to operate on him. And when he's like, oh, she's with me. I know. It's so cute. They're both it just is cute. so into it. They're just both... They're so good together, regardless of the fact that they just had this horrendous date where they were terrible together. The lobster looked looked good. I'm I like a lobster. I like a steak. That's why surf and turf platters exist, so that it's you can true. have both. You don't need to choose if it's you got true. the money. Just do it. And surely they do. So okay, so then we have the scene where Izzy's talking to Sav, and then she's like talking about the oh, will the sexy Sav still be here? But then she says. Is that why he married me? I hope not. Which I like and is correct. Weiss. Yeah. God Dickhead. bless. That really seems like that's the only thing he cares about at this point. Um, and so then George finds Daisy and, she, and he's like, why is this so far away? And, he, and she goes, because we don't like sick people. And he goes, you know, you're in a hospital, right? Which is funny. Um, and then they have the conversation. That was a funny George thing. Yeah. <laughs> And she gives not a fuck, not a singular fuck about Stu. She's like, I don't care. Uh, I hate him. He's a piece of garbage. And get away from me, essentially. And, you know, in not so many words, but, you know, that was the vibe. And um, then they're getting ready for Stu surgery and Izzy and Alex are in the gallery. And that's when Izzy gets mad at Alex for daring to have a different opinion than her which is stupid. Um, and I have a lot of feelings about this scene. This is not the scene where she slaps him, which is a whole other thing. No, no, that's, I have, I also have opinions <laughs> about that scene too. Yeah. They, they kissed once uh-huh. and she's like, w- would you still even want to be with me? If my, if I aged 10 years overnight and I had fake boobs and no blah, blah, blah. And I, it was castrated. I'm like, what? You kissed once. <laughs> what? That's like, if you just, meet someone and you're like so like yeah like let's get married right like (laughs) what that's not fair and Um, alex is actually being fine yeah alex is being super fine he's letting izzy be an insane person and um she just goes on her rant and then leaves and he's like whatever i just don't have the energy which is fine do that also when she's describing I just don't think if someone takes out your uterus, you age 10 years overnight. I don't think it that works that That doesn't make way. sense medically, yeah. Mm, no. Also, these people are clearly have a lot of money, and they're going to be paying for really good plastic surgery to rebuild her breasts. So, like, I don't. Th- there's a trope that fake boobs always look bad, and they do if you don't pay for them, like pay a lot of money for them. Um, but if you pay for them and do research and go to, like, a really good person, they're not going to look bad. Like, it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. That's my opinion. And it's then, the nipples that I don't understand. What? How do I they repl- even... 
it's when they talked about okay that's a good point i don't point. even know what to react, <laughs> how to respond to that it's uh that's that's a good that's a good call out kelsey um, clarify I'd appreciate yeah it. the scene where they were like where i think it was alex was like yeah he's you know boob reconstruction nipple reconstruction cool how do you reconstruct a nipple they probably um made out of like maybe they take the skin from the breast i don't know maybe they just leave the nipple maybe it's still your real nipple mm. i don't know because I mean, I it's know all some, the breast tissue, right? They just yeah, need to remove the breast surgeries, tissue. They just like cut open your breast and like insert things. Obviously, this is like a full mastectomy, so I clearly have no idea. But I know like in some surgeries, they'll take skin from other parts of you and like graft it. So I don't know if that's like a thing that exists. In I'm no plastic surgeon. My specialty no. is neuro, so. Yeah, yeah, mine uh, cardiothoracic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we're, yes. we're good stuff, we're good stuff. Um, so then George tells Stu that Daisy was on vacation and he's like, Oh, I bet she went home to visit her parents, which was nice of George. It was, it was a good lie in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and then Stu dies for dies. no reason. <laughs> he did not see that coming. No reason. He literally, they're like, Oh yeah, he's having an allergic reaction. Dude's dead. And then Bailey's like, yeah, sometimes people just die. And I'm like, that is not a satisfying answer to that question. Yeah. This guy's arc was not productive it didn't bring anything yeah. into the world yeah i didn't love it um and then bailey yells at meredith for not telling esme that she has cancer yet <laughs> which is appropriate yes and then the chief comes to yell at bailey for not accepting the fellowship from seattle grace and this is one of my favorite bailey scenes of all time because she just lets him yell and then he goes you're ungrateful and that's all i'm gonna say and she goes i'm pleg pregnant you blind moron <laughs> Yeah, Incredible. I did not see that coming. What, but also, what was your reaction? I was first off, I was like Weber. No matter what, even if she takes another fellowship, don't fucking call anyone ungrateful. Yeah, who cares? She's not phoning it in. She's not quitting on you. She's not making mistakes and then she's leaving. But also, it's a boy. It is. Good for also, her. let me just say this. This is um, somewhat relevant. I there's. Have you watched Ted Lasso? I haven't, but I've heard really good things. It's great. We we were really behind, but we did watch it recently. Um, and in one of this episodes, someone is like moving on to a new job, and she's really nervous to like tell the her boss slash mentor. And she does, and she's like so happy for her. The the boss is, and she was like, "Oh, I was so afraid to tell you. Like I thought you'd be mad." And the woman just goes. A good mentor knows that you'll eventually move on. A great mentor hopes that you do. And I kind of thought about that during this. And I was like, really? Like, what if she got accepted at, like, some fellowship in, like, you know, some, like, the Mayo Clinic, right? Johns Hopkins, something really famous. And I think that, honestly, the way they talk about Seattle Grace is that it's supposed to be on par with these things. But at this point, I don't think we really know that. So I'm like, you just, you know, I know Seattle Grace is supposed to be a good school program but you know it's you're just saying you're the best and we're just supposed to take your word for it can i ask a stupid question Mm -hmm. is this supposed to be a real hospital is this based on a real hospital no okay they talk about a lot of real like they talk about the mayo clinic they talk about johns hopkins they talk about northwestern yeah they talk about a lot of places that are real this is i believe not real got it in my opinion um 
Wait, so, it's yeah. your opinion that it's not real or it's really not <laughs> I'm real? I'm pretty sure it's not real. I'm pretty positive. Okay. You should you should do some research on that because I don't want to spoil anything. I already know that the name of the hospital changes changes eventually. Okay. Why do you know that? Because I bought the Grey's Anatomy shirt for Ryan for Secret Santa. See, and I said that to Jessica and she said that she bought it and you didn't see it. No, I did. I don't remember what the name is. I don't know okay, why. Good. good. Uh, Seattle Grace is all I know. I, I don't remember anything else. If I go okay. on Amazon right now, I could ruin it for me again. Don't. <laughs> okay. Got it. Um, and then, okay. So I also love the quote, men, from the very beginning, they just suck the life right out of you. That hilarious. is hilarious. So Hilarious. Good. I wouldn't say it's the best Bailey scene, but it's, it's definitely one of my a favorites. good one. It's, it's the best one, one in this episode. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's that's easy because we all the rest of the scenes we get. She's <laughs> like, she didn't much. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm hungry. I'm tired. <laughs> and so, then Burke and Christina are in their surgery, and this is a big deal. He gives her the saw to crack this guy's chest, and you can tell it's a big deal because they pan around to all the nurses, and all the nurses are like, oh. Yeah, tell me how that's not showing favoritism. Right. I I think the thought process is if you were in the field, you know, even if they hadn't been on a date, if they had just been like out in front of the hospital and this guy collapsed and they worked on him together, potentially they would have like that teacher could have let that con- continue. Cause like if they acted, you know, um, like on their feet really well and they were uh, doing everything right. I feel like it is a teaching opportunity, but it also in this scenario kind of begs the question. Um, however, my favorite thing is when she takes it, she looks at him and says, you won't let me pick the wine, but you'll let me do this. <laughs> and it's very funny. Yes, that is a great, great line. Great quote. I wrote it down. I do like it. But he gets awfully close to her in a setting that I don't think people know that they're together yet. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if, who all knows, but... In the scenario, on again, only just because I've seen the show, the surgeons are often that close when they're teaching because they'll either be on the other side or because when you're like, quote unquote, the lead surgeon, you're on a specific side. So I guess you like have more access to in the scenario, like the heart or whatever you would need. Um, so in there are other ones where it's people who are not in a, any kind of inappropriate relationship at all and they're that close just because they have to see exactly what you're seeing to be like this is where you need to go and this is what you need to do but because of their relationship it does look kind of you know mm. steamy <laughs> yes um ugh, Derek and Meredith are in the elevator again again <laughs> and he's what the, worst. The, the odds don't exist he's all up in her business he's like Goes to talk to her, and I don't even fucking remember it. And then Addison gets in. Like, Derek is at the back of the elevator. He circles around, so he's standing in front of Meredith with his back to the door, and Addison gets in. If I'm Addison, I'm instantly mad. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because he literally just said two episodes or an episode before, like, oh, One episode ago. Oh, I'm not going to talk to her. You're clearly talking to her. Or you're having a very close staring contest, which is weird. Yeah. So it's just, and then Addison is there. He's standing with Addison. She's like, are you ready to go? And he goes, yeah, we're, whatever. Addison's looking f- like at her phone or forward or whatever. And freaking Derek is like over his shoulder, still looking at Meredith. 
Like a big dumb turd. Because he is. Yeah. Not a good episode for you, Derek. Truly. McDreamy, more like McLoser. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, then Burke and Christina go tell the wife that her husband's going to be fine. And she's like, oh, I guess it's good you guys were having dinner at the next table. Blah, 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 blah. It's cute. He's going to be fine. Everything's fine. Um, Meredith tells Esme that she has cancer. And that's when she's like, don't tell her husband, whose name I forget. Um, so she's like, don't tell him we're going to go to Venice. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to be happy and old and dead together. It'll be great. As one does when you're together for 60 plus years. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm like, you can both know that you have cancer and still go to Venice. You don't have to get, you don't have to stay at the hospital for the remaining time you have. You can choose to. You can choose to leave. It's literally your choice. It's your business. Yeah, but just just know that no surgeon in the right mind is going to do an, an operation on you. So just go live. Just do it. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a quick pause, and we're going to have our favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Oh, wow, that one was <laughs> rocking. Yeah, um, that's good. This is a wildly short one, as there is only one person who was in any other Shonda episodes. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yep. The old lady. Nope. Dang it. The old man? Nope. Savvy? Nope. Daisy? Nope. Stu? <laughs> yep. Dang. So Stu is you played threw by me off a because man. it wasn't this wasn't coming off a scene where he died. I know you waited. Yeah, I forgot that I had to do it, and then I scrolled down and saw it. So here we are. Um, Joffrey or Jeffrey? I could never know. I don't know. Uh, Rivis it plays Stu, and he is in one episode of Scandal and one episode of Private Practice, and nice. that's it. Not a not a single other person is in other Shonda shows. So there you go. They must be on strike for this episode. Mm, probably. Um, okay, so then we are back in and we're uh, having drinks with the friends, right? Derek, Addison, Weiss, and Savvy having drinks. Weiss is drunk and he is mean. Yeah, dickhead. Not good. Here's Not. to losing your wife and being the ass who can't be supportive. Is what he says. Yeah. Just because you recognize that you're being an ass and you're not being supportive doesn't excuse you for being an ass or not being supportive. Yeah. That's not the equivalent of with all due respect. Yeah. And um, then Derek goes to talk to him. And this pissed me off because he's like, well, Addison and I are trying to work it out. And I wrote in all caps, Derek is not trying to work it out in any way. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, I don't hate the advice that Derek gives honestly like it's fine um I kind of think he does give good advice in this scenario um but I still find him annoying I I'm also like you're not like you're talking the talk you're not walking the walk right you're presenting this to Weiss like that you're working so hard to fix this marriage and you're not doing jack shit except not sleeping with Meredith that's like the only thing he's changed about his life (laughs) Yeah, well, and and this is the scene where he's like, "Look, if you if you two, yeah, uh, what does he say? Um, if you can't be there for your wife, then then what 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 are we even doing? What am I even yeah. doing with that?" And he says, "Like, Savvy didn't go out and sleep with your best friend. She's making like this, you know, life altering decision based on life altering news. 
Yeah. It's not comparable in any way. Also, well, theirs aligns way more, in my opinion, to the vow in sickness and in health. And I'm like, that is, in theory, you stood up in front of God and everyone you know and said that to each other. And here you are. Yeah, your excuse is probably like, well, she's not sick yet. Well, she's probably like very good chance she's going to be. So now what? Yeah. Like, it's just not comparable. And it annoys me that he compares it so many times. Because he's well, just then, looking for someone to tell him it's fine if he's a dick. Right, exactly. And and it's it's funny that in the earlier in the episode, Addison flashes her ring and he's like, Oh, don't don't give me that. It's oh, about yeah. the ring thing. And then here he's like, it's, Yeah, it's all about it's the about ring. It's about the like, ring. What what? What? <sighs> oh, my head almost fell on the floor. Yeah. It's like I I wish this episode had ended with something with like Derek and Addison leaving and he like reaches for her hand or something, but it doesn't. And it frustrates me because he does. I think we as an audience are supposed to believe that he is also coming to that realization when he says that, but then we don't get to see anything of him acting on it. So it no, feels because empty. we almost feels, see the opposite. Yes. It feels like a super empty thing. So it's frustrating. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, so then Addison, it's, this is actually, I love this moment between Addison and Sav. They are having, like, she's there. She's taking, like, uh, they're having basically, like, a little raunchy photo shoot pre-surgery. So that, and Sav says, like, oh, Weiss can, like, always look at them. You know, I look great. I want to remember how good I look. And this way Weiss can have them for whenever he wants, which is, like, I like the, like, the idea of doing that. Um, and it's just, like, it's such a nice moment, too, when Addison's, like, as your doctor, like, uh, nothing but support but as your friend like is this what you want to do and i just think it's like a really nice moment and she is very good at her job and she's very good at separating those two things and being both of those people for this person that she needs to be there for in every way and it's very very nice well it's also the first time savvy cries about it yes and it's she, almost like, actually like you- lets it all hit her yeah, exactly. It's like it's all hitting. It's like it's hitting her like a train. It's crashing yeah. into you like a train. Exactly um, like that. Like that. And, you know, sometimes you just got to look at life and say, let it be. Let it know? be. Um, whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. Let it be. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so what What did you think at this point? Like, did I mean, I guess I shouldn't say this because you, you know what's happening. But at this point, I actually thought that maybe she would call it off. It does honestly seem like she might. Um, but I think it's more of just like realizing that I think she still thinks she's doing the right thing. But at the same time, realizing that it is like a huge change. And then also like, you know, the, again, the fact that her mom just died from this. And also her husband's not there. She doesn't know if he's coming. The last thing she saw yeah. of him was him being a dick and leaving her at the bar. That was, that was the last time she was with him. So she doesn't like, at this point, she's like, I need to do this for myself, but it might cost me my marriage, which is again, like on top of the surgery, like just a lot to deal with and process. Yeah. And obviously we get the happy ending, but yes. yeah, it was at this point that I was like, is she going to not do the surgery? I, which I, I would have hated. Well, yeah, because then it's like, okay, guys, you just he put just each other through all her, yeah. this shit. And, like, he was a dick. He was... He, granted, again, the only thing that I will agree with is 
that it was a unilateral decision that impacted their entire marriage. It was a one-person decision that did not affect one person. Right. But he was a dick. That's unexcusable. The way he handled it, totally unexcusable. Yeah. And, yeah, so I think really that's where her emotions come from. And then we get the Izzy-Alex scene, and Alex is in, he, you know, he's still being Alex, but he's being sweet. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, how are you being charming and a jackass at the same time? It's like, how are you being kind of gross but also really sweet? I literally don't know why she slaps him. I, I watched it like three times. I was like, I don't know what we as an audience are supposed to think. I don't know what the writers are trying to get across right now. I truly don't, especially because then she just gets up and leaves and smiles. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to read that scene. It's weird. I just don't get it. Like, I like what he says because I think it's very honest and very like true to who he is, but also like, he's just, and like, he's not lying and being like, Oh, everything would be fine. Like, I don't care at all about your, the way you look. He's like, yeah, I, I like your boobs. I want them around, but if they're not, it's not a deal breaker. And yeah, maybe like, she's slapping him because he said, I like your rack. But I like- guess. I don't know. It's weird. That's kind of the only thing I could figure from it, but it's just like a very weird interaction. Um, yes, I it, I find Izzy annoying in this episode. Is the and, sum- summary? <laughs> yeah, and this is it goes back to like Alex doesn't owe her anything. Yeah, they they went on one bad date. He kissed her once. He told you he's going to kiss you again. Like you're not. Why do you feel so, and it, it, great, this may be just an example of how she both invests too quickly too strongly in her patients and also her personal relationships yeah because you know she just met these people uh george and and meredith and they're living together by episode three or whatever you know so same thing i guess maybe that's a metaphor but it's just like alex owes her nothing and i think it's very sweet on alex to say those things and to your point i think he was being honest he was being genuine but she doesn't need she doesn't deserve anything from him in that moment yeah, and it's just like she's being really rude to him the whole episode. Again, just because he disagrees with her, like they have a difference in opinion of how they would handle a personal situation. And I'm like, you're you're not being any better than what you're... I just don't... I don't really get it. I don't get it. And I guess we're supposed to be excited that they're together. I don't hate it. I don't hate them together. I just don't understand where we're supposed to be as an audience at this point. Like where are we just supposed to be like, Oh my God, they're so cute. Cause it's weird. It's not that cute. No. So, um, then let's see the old couple leave. It's they're cute. It's sad. They're someone's going to die. Probably both of them. Definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, then, um, Burke says, Oh, I guess, we never got our date or something. And Christina says, what are you talking about? It's the best date I've ever been on. And then she walks away and Burke has the cutest little smile. It's so precious. I can't. That was very cute because that was another, that's like, okay, Kelsey. Yeah. You, you are her. That's, this is it. This is you because they walk away. It's so cute. And it's, it's hard to think, how someone could have so much confidence in their job and then have no confidence when it comes to a date or a relationship. Very interesting dichotomy between those people. Well, I don't feel like it was that they weren't confident. I felt like it was that they felt that they weren't compatible. 
right? Because like everything at the restaurant is opposites. They don't know anything about each other. And what they're learning about each other is not the like anything similar to what they are, right? Burke doesn't eat red meat. And Christina's like, I'm going to have a dead cow now. Um, So I just think it's not that like, it's not George where, you know, they're not confident around each other. It's just that they think that they're, in this, you know, perfect relationship. And then they try and actually go be in the relationship and they're like, oh shit, is this, is this a good relationship? Um, but I just, it's so cute. I just love their dynamic and, you know, in some ways they're opposites, in some ways they're not. Um, so then they're going to put Savvy in surgery and she's really nervous and Dara comes in and she's like, Oh, Weiss isn't coming. Is he? And then he comes in and she's very relieved and happy. And, you know, he's with her and he's there to support her and hold her hand and be there. And it's fine. But, you know, part of me wonders that then what happens, you know, is this going to be one of those things he brings up in an argument every time that he's mad? Like Derek. Yep. But also, Man, to think that they're going to do all of that in one surgery, unless they're not doing it all in one surgery, but that's a lot. They do, what I, from the way that they kind of set it up, I thought it was going to be Addison was going to do her part. I think for the breast part, she would have to be fully sedated. Now, they may have gone from local anesthesia and then brought in a, like, and put her all the way under and then done that. But that may have been a separate, like the breast reconstruction would may have been a separate thing. I don't know. Because I feel like maybe if you had to have a mastectomy, it would be a separate surgery. But maybe they do it all at once to do the reconstruction. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's If you're out there and you're a doctor and you've done that surgery, let us know. Yes, we have questions. Um, Derek and Meredith back in the fucking elevator. Bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Stupid fucking scene. Dumb. Hated it. Trash. She says, I miss you. He gets so close to her. So close. So close to her. Whispers, I can't. Don't think Addison would like that. If you can't, don't fucking say anything, Derek. If you can't, then don't. I'm done with your bullshit. I hate it. I hate it. It's trash garbage. It's done. I hate it. So I did not think that Meredith's character was desperate when she said the pick me, choose me, love me. I thought that was, okay, you know what? You know what you want. You're making it clear. You're not leaving. Because one of the the phrases that I hate most in the human vocabulary is it goes without saying. No, just say, <laughs> say everything you want to say at all times, always. Mm-hmm. Because you will regret it if you don't. And then she says, I miss you. No, you don't get... Yes, Derek, you suck. But Meredith, you do not get to say, I miss you. I mean... Both of them... I don't know. Fuck I, fuck I don't too, understand what good can come of it, can come Nothing. of her saying that. I don't know what her expectations are. Um, I, I'm like, I feel for you that you miss him. I don't get it because he sucks, but I feel for you that you miss someone that, you know, you thought was going to be your partner for life or whatever. And, but I don't know. I really don't know. It's, 
I knew that something had to happen because they just kept putting them in the elevator together. Yeah. And he even says, apparently, we both live in this elevator. Right. Which is funny. That's well, fine. Fine, Derek. Okay. You obviously don't yeah. live with your wife. Yeah. I There's not enough room in the airstream. <laughs> uh, man, I just... I have a lot of... My my feelings on adultery and uh, adultery in relationships is is very intense. Him allowing Meredith to infiltrate that part of their relationship, their his marriage, is teetering on being. Now that he has said he wants to move on and forgive Addison, he's starting to lose the good faith of her screw up. And it's starting to get very close to him needing her forgiveness. It's getting yeah. very close, in my opinion. Yeah. And, like, if my thing is, Meredith can say that all you want, since all she wants. Like, it's not, it's more on Derek to not respond. He did not need, he could have said, I can't, from the back of the elevator. And he could have said it clearly yeah. and in a not sexual manner. But that's not how he reacted. That's more on him. It It doesn't matter what someone else does. If you are married, it's more on you. It's not 50, 50, both people equal at fault for an affair. Like, I mean, and by that, I mean the person having the affair and the person they're having the affair with. I don't mean the people in the marriage. In my opinion, I don't think it's like 50, 50, even. I think it's way more on Derek at this point. Like it doesn't matter who's in love with you. Everyone in the world can be in love with you. But if you've decided to be married to this person, that's who you're going to be married to. Yeah, you po- podcast burp. You had you had the ball was in your court. Mm-hmm. You could have decided to be with Meredith, and no one would have been like, "Yeah, okay, you're wrong." There, I mean, well, I get that's not. I true mean, maybe because some there people, are people but it yeah. doesn't matter. But but you you made your choice, and you stick to it. But like, you made your choice, and you're being an asshole about it, and then yeah. you're letting you're now being an asshole to multiple people because what you're doing to meredith like that reaction to her saying i miss you is like i can't but i fucking want to so i'm gonna basically just keep dragging you along yes yes and and but you're also hurting addison by wasting her time uprooting her life and not fulfilling your end of the deal on the forgiveness and working on the relationship it's just infuriating i really yeah yeah I don't love him, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I know most people are Derek stands. I will say this. He's very attractive. That's like almost always when I say I don't like certain act like characters that people play. People are like, oh, but he's so attractive. Okay. Never said he wasn't. It's like when I say yeah. I don't like Captain America and people are like, oh, but Chris Evans is so hot. Correct. He's very attractive. Saw him in person. He's got huge biceps and they're very nice to look at. But that doesn't mean I have to like Captain America. Doesn't mean I have to like Derek Shepard true they're not mutually exclusive he can be hot and a dick clearly because yeah, he is yeah it's true <laughs> so, okay that's it let's rate this shit so i am giving this one a an intern Ooh, i'm giving it a two okay only because of how pissed off i was at derek for this whole episode yeah and the Bailey news with the baby was not enough to save that situation, unfortunately. Yeah. But it, it was it was a fine episode. I you know I think I gave out a three to an episode I didn't really like in season one as we were really figuring out these rankings. But I would say it's a two, maybe even a two point five. Uh, 
Actually, no, 2.4. I wouldn't go above 2.5. Okay. I'm going to do three. So I'm going to do Resident only because of the Christina and Burke date. It just, that, I could watch that yeah, for an hour cute. straight. <laughs> I could watch them bumble around and be awkward and not think they should be together for so long. I love it so much. So I'll, I'll give it a three solely for that and the Bailey stuff. Uh, not great for anybody else. No one else is having a good time except for Alex, but there's not enough of him for it to be like a great Alex episode. But for right. what he's in, he does a good job. Yes, so, agreed. That's my that's my opinion. So, you know, it is what it is. It's true. I, I would like to make a small prediction. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. Predict away. Addison is going to have a confrontation with Meredith next episode. Okay. I don't know what it's going to be about. It's going to be something, and maybe it's not relating to Derek, but there's going to be a confrontation. Maybe she's going to see the way that Meredith looks at Derek still. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a confrontation of some sort. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. I like, there's a couple episodes coming up that I'm really excited to get, to get into. And um, I'm just uh, very excited for it. Do you have any predictions? <laughs> yes, I predict we will continue to do this podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Anyone out there, if you're, if, if I, I, I want to know genuinely how many people out there are like me and are like, ah, I'm going to listen to Grey's, Grey's Anatomy for the first time or watch Grey's Anatomy for the first time. Oh, wait, this podcast does the thing that I want to do. I want to know right. the reactions. Let us know because I want to know what your predictions are. I know I make a lot of egregious predictions just for fun, but <laughs> this one that I just made was a real one. And yeah. uh, what, what, where do you see the show going? If you've yeah. been able to live spoiler-free your entire life. Which is impressive. I am um, teetering. I know. You better... My <laughs> wife... At, making it hard. <laughs> she she said something the other day, and she's like, oh, is that... Nope. And I was like, okay, so this happens in Grey's Anatomy. Thanks. Perfect. Uh, right. When she sent... Or she had the Instagram of you guys in the basement, and she, like, panned around, and I thought... <laughs> She showed the TV, and I guess you guys are watching New Amsterdam because it was someone in Scrubs. But I thought it was like someone else in Grey's who comes in way later, and I was like, "What the fuck, Jessica? Are you showing Carmen like season eight of Grey's Anatomy right now?" Well, the other hard thing too is when I go to make Instagram posts and I search for the Grey's Anatomy like little GIF things. Oh yeah, I'm like I don't know who that person is. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, anyways, that's yeah. it's fun. It's all good. It's everywhere, but you know, it's a good time. Um, it'll be fine. We'll have a good time. Even if it gets spoiled, we'll still watch it and you'll get to watch it happen, whatever whatever it is. I don't want... No, I don't want any spoilers. I want nothing. I want to be completely in in bliss. Like I want I, that too. I just think yes. if it does get spoiled, we'll, we're still going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. It's our commitment um, to you, the listeners. So yes, um, thank you guys for listening. Um, shout out to everyone across the United States and the world. You guys are everywhere. We appreciate your support so much. Again, if you could share on Facebook or Instagram or strangers on the street, whatever, whoever you feel like needs to hear it. Um, if you have a second to, to leave a rating or a review, we would so, so appreciate it. Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Grey's Academy pod or email us at Grey's Academy pod at gmail.com. 
Um, but remember, if you do reach out to us. No spoilers, no spoilies, and we will see you all in the next one. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.